Welcome to Liberty Monks Podcast. James Mundy here with Mike Mundy. How are you doing tonight, brother Mike? I'm doing fantastic, my man. How are you today? Excellent. I'm excellent. Um, I'm doing great. And we have an awesome opportunity tonight with our guest, Lieutenant Colonel Raul Reyes. Mr. Reyes is a retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel with 22 years of active duty service to the nation. He was born and raised in the border town of Del Rio, Texas. His father legally migrated to Texas from Mexico in his teenage years, and his mother is from the great state of Texas. He and his wife have three wonderful children, two are at home, and one currently serves as an active duty Air Force officer in South Korea. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Reyes is running for state, uh, Texas State Senate District 24. He has the endorsement of former National Security Advisor Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. That's a good, uh, that's a good guy yeah. to have in your camp. Uh, yeah. Colonel, welcome to Liberty Monks, man. Hey, uh, thanks for having me, guys. I do totally appreciate it uh, just being on here. So I was looking forward to it this afternoon. In fact, I just drove in from uh, uh, North Austin and uh, we were out campaigning. You know, we're in a, uh, this is early uh, voting for us uh, this past Monday through uh, Friday. And of course, Tuesday, the 24th is the last day. But yeah, so I'm from the beautiful city of Del Rio, Texas. I live in Medina County now, which is right next to San Antonio, uh, about 30 miles uh, west. And, uh, you know, part of why I'm, I'm in this race is Texas has to do more to secure this border. And uh, we're at that point where, you know, in the onset of Joe Biden taking on his presidency back in January, and he starts to dismantle the policies that uh, Donald J. Trump put in place that really secured the border. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but, but by all means, it, it met all the standards for keeping us safe. Uh, you know, Joe, Joe Biden now has a it's not, it's not even a. Uh, open borders. It's just no borders at all. Yeah. And so since then, I've been an activist on the border doing rallies and and trying to get the state of Texas to do more. It reacted by doing a uh, it, it executed a program called Operation Lone Star. A lot of people have heard Greg Abbott talk about Operation Lone Star. Mm-hmm. And uh, but fast forward to a year and a few months later, the problem we have now is uh, when Title 42 goes away, we're not going to be able to sustain the number of people that are coming over. Uh, I'll get just to the punchline here quickly. And, and I'm running to you know, the Texas State Senate to push, push other Republicans to actually declare an invasion because by Article 1, Section 10 of the U.S. Constitution, when the uh, federal government doesn't do its job, can't do its job typically, in this case, it has purposely broken the border. Uh, you know, the great state of Texas can... Uh, then use its Texas state sovereignty like any other state Mm -hmm. in the union and defend its citizens. Because right now we're all in peril. We have uh, 7,000 people coming across the border daily. And and keep in mind, uh, Border Patrol maxes out at 1,700. This is why we no longer have Border Patrol agents patrolling. They're really just processing illegal aliens. And uh, the whole machine uh, machinery of it is uh, being led by the non-government organizations. And they're being funded by Joe Biden. And so all that said, if Title 42 does go away and it looks like it is going to, we're going to see 20,000 people a day. Now, those aren't my numbers. That's a, mm-hmm. the uh, Border Patrol chief is saying that. DHS Mayorkas, uh, Director Mayorkas is saying that. Okay. Of course, you know, they're the problem right now. And so 20,000 people, that's 600,000 people a month. Uh, we're not just fighting for Texas here, even in this Senate race. Uh, you know, I'm going to represent my district, but, you know, I'm a retired Air Force lieutenant colonel who spoke Spanish. And as a good consequence, I worked out of U.S. Southern Command 
working in Central and South America, places like Colombia, Honduras, everywhere else at the Northern Triangle, fighting the cartel. So we know what's happening here. If Title 42 goes away, we are in, we're in deep trouble here. And it's the invasion, not just of Texas, we're being used as a doormat. Uh, it's the invasion of America. And just to wrap it up here on this point mm -hmm. is um, the non-government organizations have made it very clinical, guys. What, what that means is if you were to go to Del Rio or Eagle Pass, where a lot of this is happening right on the border, all you see is people with these white envelopes or this manila envelopes. They look official. They look like they, you know, they've got passports and then they put them on buses. And so then you see all these white buses going to San Antonio. And that's where they you know, fly out to Dallas or Houston or wherever they're going to Boston. And so it's very clinical. It's almost we're being conditioned to believe that there's not an issue here. But, get, you know, leave no room for doubt. There's 7000 people coming in, 20,000 later. And the great state of Texas is actually prepping for that by building more refugee camps. So all that said, we're in trouble. And uh, Lieutenant Colonel Raul is retired is trying to go to the Senate so that Texas will declare an invasion and just stop it right here on the border. Well, that's astounding information. Um, you know, they're building all these refugee camps. I mean, what do they hope to accomplish by a lot? What does this administration hope to accomplish by just flooding people into the country like this? I mean, there's got to be checks and balances to anything. It doesn't matter what it is. This is a free-for-all, it seems like. Look, a complete well, free-for-all. It is. And look, we never, Congress never authorized this. And this is what happens when you have a deep state administrative state like, like Donald J. Trump uh, warned us about. And, you know, they make policy that doesn't have to go through lawmaking, you know, crunch and munch bills in Congress. And so all of a sudden we got a lot of policy administrative wonks declaring that everybody's uh, allowed asylum. 99% of the people that are coming through here uh, do not meet the asylum requirements, but they're coming anyway, and we're letting them into, uh, you know, the, the the U.S. They're trying to California, not just Texas, guys. They're trying to California, the entire United States. Look at what happened to France and Germany. Angela Merkel, I don't know that mm -hmm. she made a mistake. It might have been purposeful letting all those uh, million Middle Easterners come into her uh, country. And even France uh, have totally just changed the a makeup of what France and, and Germany look like. Uh, mm -hmm. And for us here, they're diminishing U.S. citizenship. I mean, uh, U.S. citizenship means freedom, liberty, and it's like, it's like gold. People want to come here, but, you know, we just can't give it away like this. And uh, of course, uh, you know, if you read the Bible and you're a Christian, as I try mm -hmm. to, you know, do uh, best by that, uh, you know, we're going to reap some bad juju here, if I can say it that way, because you know, God isn't going to bless uh, bless us if we keep allowing these lawbreakers. Well, you mentioned something interesting a minute ago. You said asylum requirements, because that's what we hear. Keep your people screaming. How how dare you, you know, refuse asylum to needy people? And of course, if you have people that are in dire straits and they need help, that's that's what Americans want to do. I think all Americans would rise up to the occasion and want to help people in need, no matter where they're from. This isn't right. a race thing or a call. We're humans. <laughs> we're all we're all children of God, to your point. Um, so what, what are the asylum requirements? And, and you mentioned a staggering statistic a second ago, like you said, what is it? One, you said 1%. Is that what I heard? Yeah. Uh, 99% do not meet, uh, this is straight from the border patrol agents that have been informing us again, you know, being from Del Rio, a lot of my friends work mm -hmm. for border patrol and, and customs. Uh, and so, and we've even got some 
uh, Department of Public Safety is our DPS. They're our state troopers. And then, of course, mm-hmm. the guards down there, all these folks, we all know each other, not not everybody, but, you know, you we've got plenty of uh, folks that are providing intel. And they're telling us that 99 at minimum, 99 percent of the people that are coming through do not meet asylum requirements. And really, uh, all you know, it's back to policy is set by uh, Director Mayorkas from DHS. Yeah. And they made it you know, just blatantly easy. All they do is repeat the same words and boom, they're in the United States. And so uh, we literally have a full blown invasion, but you wouldn't know it in places like Michigan or Utah or New York yeah. or anywhere else. The media isn't reporting it. And of course, our governor, uh, you know, and, and Dan Patrick, our lieutenant governor, are running around acting like they're solving the problem. But really, the invasion of America is underway and it's very clinical. It's been cleaned up. And this is why you see a lot of uh, these asylum shelters, non-government organizations are participating in this. And, and you know, there's many Texans who see this now. And so, you know, we, we go back to, uh, you know, just the fact of the matter is that Texas is going to go blue if we let this happen for yeah. three or four more years, because these people are going to vote in our elections in, in places like Houston, where they don't really track IDs and all this other stuff. Yeah. Well, they're going to be fooled into voting that way, right? Because yeah. as we know, that's not really the true nature of what this administration is. It's not like they're overwhelmingly trying to care for everybody out there and want, want this all for the right reasons. We know that not to be true. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's for reasons other than that. So, you know, uh, well, you've, you've been endorsed by General Michael Flynn, uh, and you guys recently, you recently visited the border, correct? That's correct. In fact, uh, the general gave us a holler. There's a there's a, a good man by the name of Frank Lopez Jr. He's a, called the Border Patriot. You know, go and check him out. He does a lot of wonderful videos. He gave both of us a holler. We we ran mm-hmm. over to Eagle Pass. He landed out there. We showed him the realities and and because he wanted to know, you know, what exactly is happening. And he saw it firsthand. Just as we showed up uh, in the middle of the river, there was a family, uh, father uh, father mother with kids who got stuck because the River started to flow a little bit. Uh, we had just had a few rain uh, showers mm-hmm. the night before. And so the river was cresting, you see, and they got stuck in the middle of, uh, you know, of the river. They were trying, you know, Border Patrol is going to do the good thing, the right thing and save them. And they did. But uh, those people get an automatic ticket to Border Patrol Station. They do their fingerprints and then they get handed off to a non-government organization who then turns around, puts them on a bus and voila, they go in. But the general... Uh, really grasp uh, the realities of what's happening. Mm-hmm. In fact, very the very airport he landed, and it's one of those that doesn't have a tower because it's so small, but right next to it, they're building a new refugee camp to take in the brunt of when Title 42 goes away. And what I'm telling folks is here in Texas, uh, we have a, a water leak, or I like to prefer to say a sewage leak in the house. And instead of Texas... Uh, clogging it up or stopping it, we're raising the ceiling by building these new refugee camps. You understand? We're making more room for them. We're not stopping them. And the general saw all of that. He made a few phone calls right there on the spot to some uh, well-known people in this nation. And uh, we'll leave it there because I want to keep that private, but, uh, but he's, he's definitely, uh, you know, he's, he's engaged. And uh, of course, like you said, he endorsed us because he knows, we're border hawks, you know, working yep. in and out of Central and South America. Nobody's going to know more about what we're doing. And of course, Frank Lopez, he just happens to be a retired 30 year veteran Border Patrol. Uh, you know, he's got his own podcast and, of course, uh, mm-hmm. doing videos, you know, projecting and showing people what's really happening on this border. We're going to go blue. Uh, the invasion again, the invasion of Texas and the U.S. is underway. 
Okay. Um, well, and you mentioned something important, you know, this endorsement from General Flynn must mean a ton to you, right? I mean, that's got to be really, really awesome air support that you're getting from him. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, but, you know, you have a situation now, you know, mo- most Republican candidates consider the Donald Trump endorsement as the golden ticket, right? And your, your opponent received Trump's endorsement. However, we're seeing this, and, and this is interesting, we're seeing a big percentage of his endorsements have some conservatives really scratching their heads. I mean... We, we, uh, we were actually out at the Reawaken America tour, which is General Flynn and Clay Clark. And yeah. that was one of the main conversations people were having out there. I mean, I'm talking a lot of the speakers, and I don't know if you've ever been to those events, but they're, they're really large events, and there's a lot of people. There's a lot of conversations going on from 2,000 mules to, to this and that. But one of the resounding things was, hey, what is he, what, what is Donald Trump doing here? How do you see it? You know, what, what do you, what, from your, where you sit, from your lens, I mean, you're really trying yeah. to back up his efforts to secure the border, which is why he wanted the wall in the first place. So how yeah, do you I mean, see it? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, he, he did endorse my uh, rhino uh, opponent and uh, yeah. I'm going to go there for a second. Okay. Uh, and, and I have been to a, a couple of uh, Awaken, uh, you know, uh, events. In fact, the one in Dallas and, you know, I was invited by Bianca Gracia, who is part of their team up there. And uh, by the way, wonderful lady, you know, she's the one who coordinated and essentially birthed the Latinos for Trump way back when it wasn't cool or sexy. And by the way, she ran for uh, like myself for the Senate seat that is part of Houston. And of course, you know, Donald Trump endorsed her opponent. So, you know, if you were to write a headline in the news, it would say, you know, Latina activists, pro-Trump, creator of Latinos for Trump, uh, you know, did not get the endorsement from Donald Trump himself, which is kind of crazy. And uh, so the answer to that question really comes down to a guy named Dan Patrick. He's our lieutenant governor. Uh, He's not from the great state of Texas. And we we, we consider him to be a rhino. He's really good friends with uh, Donald Trump. And he's leveraged that friendship to get people, you know, get people he wants. And we call them yes Mm -hmm. men because really... Uh, they don't have a clue or, or a vision for how to solve Texas problems. This is a state level uh, seat, you know, the Senate seat. And so uh, these folks uh, agree to this thing. And of course, they roll out the whole carpet and they get the Trump endorsement. And, the, and of course, voila. And the right. Trump name still has a lot of it has a lot of impact. And but, uh, you know, Dan Patrick, I tell folks, is our Kevin McCarthy in 2020, Kevin, uh, you know, gave a lit, lit me lit, a long list of about 40 people for Trump to endorse, and he did. And these are the same people who spiked them in the back, voted for the January 6th. In fact, 10 of them voted to impeach him when it came right down to it. And so, um, you know, you would you would think the president would, you know, seek second counsel, but in Texas, yeah. he's looking at Dan Patrick to help him with these endorsements. And again, he's. He literally has crushed the MAGA movement here. There were a lot of folks like me who were called themselves Trump Republicans, America first candidates. And, and of course, uh, you know, we didn't get the endorsements. Now we're in a runoff and, you know, this is great. We're having a conversation, but, you know, part of why I'm here is not just to win the seat is, but to inform and educate people, the Republican party, it has an inner civil war going on right now. A lot of us, thanks to to Donald J. Trump, have awakened and realized that we do have a lot of rhinos. In fact, I think they're Democrats who figured out how to run in the Republican Party, and we're out to weed them out. And yet, 
you know, but but unfortunately, our great president uh, keeps endorsing uh, their folks. So uh, we're still in the fight. And uh, but uh, General Flynn's endorsement to me, being a retired lieutenant colonel who served uh, not directly under his command, but, you know, from a far away because he's a four star general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm absolutely honored to have his endorsement. He's a great American. He's been put through the ringer, as you know. And uh, so so it's fantastic to have the general's endorsement. We're throwing that out there as a real mm-hmm. grassroots, you know, America first candidates. And we'll see how it happens, you know, how it rolls out on Tuesday. Yeah, well, I mean, to your point, I mean, grassroots, this is this whole government is bottom up. Right. And so this effort can be <laughs> this, it can be bottom up with this effort as well. Um, so, you know, you were talking about securing the country, right? And, you know, obviously Donald Trump, when he got in office, that was one of the things that he seemed to have as a priority. But if you look at, to your point, when you look at a general, right, you look at somebody who was in the military, Donald Trump was in the military. Yeah. General Flynn is a, is a general in the military. That man knows how to secure a country. So do you feel that um, having his endorsement can potentially override even the 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 large you know, endorsement of Donald Trump simply because he has really way more influence as far as how to and in knowledge of how to actually protect a country and what needs to be done. Yeah. So, you know, you look at some of the endorsements like Dr. Oz here recently. Uh, another, you know, that's another one where people are scratching yeah. their head. Yeah. Mehmet uh, Oz is, is uh, I guess, from Turkey or somewhere. And then mm-hmm. just as recent as two years ago, voted uh, out there in that foreign nation. And and so, you know, and there's been some other squirrely ones that people are starting to, you know, head scratch. You don't hear it in the news because, you know, that's not something the media is reporting. And it, quite mm-hmm. frankly, I think even folks like uh, like Fox News, you know, you see our governor out there and everything looks like everything's fine in Texas. Let me tell you, I assure you, it is not. And we, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely uh, fighting from the bottom up. But what I tell folks, look, not just in Texas, but across the union here, the, the, the United States, there are places in every state. This is one of those districts in the district 24, mm-hmm. where um, if a patriot conservative America first wins, then we can go directly to Austin, which is the most liberal city in America, I think, next to New York and, yep. and Los Angeles. But, but it rivals those big cities. We are weird in Austin. Let me just tell you, it's liberal weird. And, and it's so far left. But we can send patrons like me, you know, directly into the swamp and start opening up windows and letting some fresh air in, because this is why Dan Patrick, you know, coveted the, Dan, the, the Donald J. Trump endorsement is to, to keep that all sealed nice and tight. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's happening out here and I think across the U.S. is the more that Republicans don't allow the grassroots or conservatives to surface, like in our case, they're going to start to sit out the vote. Uh, one March, this past one March, we had a primary in Texas. Mm-hmm. We had the lowest turnout, voter turnout ever. And people are saying, well, they're just, people are just, uh, you know, they're busy, they're working and they don't want to vote. No, the answer is a lot of Republicans, especially since January 6th of last year, or the, you know, when, when, when they voted for the January 6th commission, really lost a lot of hope for the Republican Party. And then you go all the way back to January, you know, to 2016, when Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, President Trump first took center stage as the first time in a while we have all Republican, the House, the Senate and the executive branch. And they did absolutely zero. Paul Ryan was the biggest failure. Mitch McConnell has turned into I don't know what. And anyway, all that said, 
Uh, I think we're seeing a lot of the base sort of just decide it's never going to go Democrat, but it's also starting to wonder if voting Republican is even worth it anymore. Well, and that creates a whole different level of of uh, of, uh, <laughs> of complication, doesn't it? Because that's a surefire yeah. way to get the Democrats in when the Republicans are fighting amongst themselves, which seems like that could be a pretty uh, fantastic strategy if you're trying to derail a party, huh? Well, and, and, and I think that's part of it is that we've had Democrats in the Republican Party. And now think about it. Look, if mm. you have the option between a Democrat, socialist, communist, and Liz Cheney as your Republican nominee in November, what will you do? Right. And yeah, I mean, this is the conundrum we're putting our base, uh, you know, in. and remember up until recently, Kevin McCarthy was all behind Liz Cheney. Well, the same thing is happening in these state level races, mine in particular. I call mm. Pete Flores, that's my opponent, Dr. Oz Jr. And I call Dan Patrick, Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> and, 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 and why? Because you know, you have to paint these pictures yep. for people. If you just start talking ideology, people yep. get lost. And so we have to reference it this way. That's why it's a little long winded in the answers. But the point being here is we have a problem in the Republican Party. It's been insured, you know, insurged by by somebody other than real conservatives. And they have yeah. all the money, by the way. So mm-hmm. it makes it hard for us to you know, get up on top. And we're fortunate to have friends like uh, General Flynn because I mean, he's got Awaken America and a few other projects that are out there to get people to go out. But if we don't, if we get all the right candidates like myself and Bianca Gracia in Houston and anybody else across Arkansas, Utah, Michigan, doesn't matter. And Donald Trump's name is still very a heavy influence and he goes against us. We would have done all that work for nothing. And uh, people are people are getting disillusioned and they're now looking to Florida for a new leader. I mean. I still very much endear President Trump, but man, DeSantis is starting to look like somebody we need to hurry up and get on board. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point because um, what he's done in Florida, uh, again, no, nobody does everything exactly how the general population yeah. wants, but he's been, I think, as close to that as you can be with yeah. at least the conservative Christians that reside in Florida because all those folks are extremely happy, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, um, somebody you know took that. on. Yeah, they finally took on Disney World, you know, or, or right. you know, the Disney Corporation. That's I mean, right. You can't do that, and and I mean, that was pretty amazing. I mean, that yeah. resonates across, and that ought to scare people in New York and anywhere else. I mean, if we could get those kinds of leaders in places like Texas and. New York and California, the world would be a whole lot better. I'm pretty sure about it. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Well, it's May 20 or uh, May 24th is a big day, right? And um, you know, so you have less than a week to go. A, how's your confidence level going into this week? And B, uh, what what do you want? What message do you want um, uh, us to be able to relay to those out there listening? Yeah, so confidence is high. You know that we're over the target, and and you know. When you take a lot of flag, that means you're, you're hitting the right cylinders. Look, and, and some takeaways, as I tell folks uh, in Texas, they, you know, in the primaries, we used to not do debates. I, I wouldn't attend anything with my opponent unless we had a bona fide debate, because they always do these weird forums where they ask a question for the same candidates. Mm-hmm. And the last guy at the end, if there's eight candidates, pretty much says ditto because they we all sound the same. And I'm all for about in the primaries, just having a good old fashioned tug of war between candidates to, because this is my opportunity to showcase I'm the real conservative and the other guy is probably a Democrat. That's what we've done in this race. 
And so uh, we, you know, we're blessed to have enough of the resources we need to put out mailers and text messages. Uh, and if you look at my Facebook uh, account or social media, uh, Ray is the number four Texas, if anybody was wondering uh, what it, it just reeks of every day. I've had four or five events. We've been flag waving out in the highways. I mean, anything to get everybody's attention. So if you live in Texas and Senate District 24 and you're listening to this, please uh, go out to vote. And uh, but yeah, confidence is high. And uh, look, for all the MAGA America First patriots, the folks that follow General Flynn, who really are making a difference, uh, we can't give up. The nation's at stake. Uh, mm-hmm. There really is for at least in my lifetime. And I, I think historically, first time a president that has created so much treason that the Chinese, the Russians, they're all looking at us like chop, you know, chop suey over here, ready to chew on us because we are in the most weakened state we've ever been. And, and every state now is a, is a border state. Uh, we just happen to have, you know, 1200 miles of it. And Raul Reyes is doing everything he can uh, to defend it. And, and by that, I mean, we, we are going to go fight Democrats, but, we're gonna to have to get rid of squishy Republicans. To me, a squishy Republican is one without a backbone. And yep. uh, cause you can't go fight in the World Series with a, you know, a B team. And that's kind of what we have here in Texas. Most people don't know that. That's why they don't like me. Cause I'm, 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 I'm trying to stiffen up the back on people that haven't done what they need to do. Uh, but yeah, please visit us at Reyes, the number four Texas.com or type in Reyes, the number four Texas anywhere. It'll pop up. And Beautiful. of course, uh, if you can't donate anything, that's okay. Go and uh, please pray for us. 24 uh, May is next Tuesday. It's the last day to vote. If you live in Texas, if not, we'll use all the prayers. We are really trying to say not just Texas, but the United States. Well, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, uh, thank you for being such a great patriot. Thank you for taking the time uh, out of your life to go run for this. Even though you could be doing other things, this is as, is as important as it gets. And I can just tell that you mean it when you when when I'm talking to you. And um you know, this country is worth saving folks. This country is worth saving. And if we're not careful, it's going to get to a tipping point that we can't tip back. And that's the resounding thing that we keep hearing all over the nation from all these great conservative Christians that just want this country to have the freedoms and liberties that, that we all fought so hard for. And all of our, you know uh, you know, family, if you have family in the military or people, you know, we, there's been people that have lost their lives that fought really hard for the things that we have in this country. And um, it's worth saving and worth fighting for. So, Lieutenant Colonel, God bless you, sir. Uh, we're going to ask for those prayers and pray ourselves. Um, we appreciate your efforts. Thank you for coming on. God bless everybody out there listening, all you beautiful souls out there. You guys uh, check out, uh, like you said, go check out uh, Lieutenant Colonel's website and make sure that if there's anything you can do, talk to your friends and family in Texas, get them to go out and vote. And God bless uh, America. Um, Till next time, be safe and well. And uh, Colonel, we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you.